Welcome to Geek Salad, a podcast about two guys talking about their passion for editing geek, from the digital world to the not-so-digital world. Now here are your hosts, Randy and Jay A. LaRock. Hey everybody, how's it going? We are here back for another Geek Salad, and I know it seems weird, it seems strange. No, you're not seeing double, you're actually getting a double dose of Geek Salad today. Uh, because today we're coming to you with an E3 show. So as always, I am here, Randy, the mischievous people, my friend here, Mr. J.A. LaRock, the obsolete gamer. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. E3, there's a lot going on out there, a lot of coverage. So I, you know, I loved going to E3 back in the past, but unfortunately, the last couple of uh, years I wasn't able to go, but I, at least I was able to watch some of the coverage on on television, uh, not on television, online. Yeah, I, I I sat there and of course with work and it's like almost almost impossible for me to like get out there and go. But and I know we're we're a little bit late on the bringing the E3 show, you know, real life gets in the way. We got to do stuff and and bring this stuff to you. Uh, but I have got to say, like overall, from what I saw, it was an insane amount of stuff that literally like it, it blew my mind this year with all the stuff that they they announced out the stuff that they showed um and i figure we could break it down into into each of the uh different categories and go over what we liked and disliked so uh i figure we'll start with the big m microsoft um for me that they finally officially announced what project scorpio was so yeah. now we have the xbox one x um which it was funny because you know uh, i think they said what's 500 600 for it um which is interesting because hey that's what the xbox one and the ps4 when they first came out was uh was going to go for so people buy it regardless you know they will uh, now <laughs> if there was one thing that was really funny in when i watched the the microsoft fest conference it's they like to like basically give out all these big numbers. It does X amount of gigaflops and this and that. And I start looking at it and laughing and I'm like, Microsoft literally just like, it, it almost looked like they just like whipped it out and like laid it out on the table and said, all right, Sony, let's measure it and let's see who's this bigger. You know, with <laughs> just the way that they were presenting all the big numbers and this and this and that. Um, yeah, it. it was like they're talking about someone, like if you go to one of those car shows and then people are talking about how awesome their engine, <laughs> how much torque, how many RPMs, all that. It's like, that's the same thing with Microsoft. Now, I will say this though, the fact that they got that powerful of a, of a console in a smaller size than what the current Xbox One, even the, the Xbox One S, which is already a pretty big shriek on the Xbox uh, console, is um, is just pretty cool. Um, my my hope is, I mean, granted, they did show off like all those all the stuff that they're they're doing for cooling and all that. Like, I pray and I hope that they don't go through another red ring of death with the 360 type of a thing of these things overheating. Um, but I really like in looking at it, I was I was going through that going, holy crap, like, you know, they, they really like went all guns blazing for the console. Um, and if there was one thing in looking at it that I was like, at least they're doing it right, is if you play the original Xbox One games on there, it will upscale them to 1080p, which is really nice. Because that was a, the big debate of when the Xbox One and the PS4 came out 
that, oh, the Xbox One couldn't do 1080p. So it's nice to see that they're scaling up the games. Of course, you're going to have, like, amazing 4K gaming with that, which, for me, I don't care because I don't have a 4K TV yet. You know, in the future, I'll get one. Um, well, they're getting cheaper. I mean, Black Friday, yeah. you saw some some pretty cheap ones. I mean, yeah, they may not have been, like, name name brand as, like, Westinghouse or something. But still, I know some people that purchase them, they look good. And, and that's a big thing is like, even like you say, like those Westinghouse ones, like if you really look at who actually manufactures those TVs, like it's usually one of the big manufacturer ones. That's their just like smaller division and stuff. But all the parts that go into it is it's almost like that. Uh, uh, was it the, the Zohan movie that Adam Sandler uh, or that this guy made? It's like, oh, it's Sony Guts, you know? It's, like, oh, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, it's you don't mess with the Zohan. No, no, no. It, it's Sony Guts. It's okay. Um, I'm also impressed about the 42 games that's going to be available, 22 of which are exclusive. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, pretty exciting. Uh, now, did they say, I don't remember how many would be at launch. That didn't really like say, but like you said, the fact that they're, they're, they're doing 44 games, 22, half of which are exclusives is really, really nice. Um, one that for me, um was when they announced it was was pretty interesting was the player unknowns battlegrounds coming to the xbox one x as an exclusive now interesting thing is they made it sound like oh it's only coming out for xbox one x but you know of course announcements get made internet goes digging uh, digging around like they do and they found out oh it's only like a i think it's like a six month or eight month exclusive to xbox before it comes out on sony um so yeah my sony my Sony fans, don't worry, it is coming. You just have to how, wait a little bit. How do you bit. feel about exclusive? Because, you know, I think about back in the day when you had the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo. And, yeah, you had a, a few exclusive, but it seemed like it was much less. Like, you had, like, of course, their signature, like, Sonic for Genesis, and you had Mario for Nintendo. But then you had a lot more that crossed over, even though back then, because of limitations of one or the other, or even in, in the case of like Mortal Kombat, blood on one and, and sweat on the other, it was differences, but you still got most of the same. Nowadays, it's like, like you said, it's not even exclusive. It's just like eight months. Like, do you think that really helps? Do you think someone's saying, I'm going to get that Xbox first so I can get that eight months earlier? Like, so here, my big thing on like the exclusive thing, like you said, like way back in the day, it was something that sold your system. You know, and if you sit there and you look at it as one really big example was Final Fantasy back in the day. You only had Final Fantasy on Nintendo consoles to the point where Genesis had to create their own franchise in Fantasy Star to kind of compete with Final Fantasy. Now, back in those times, getting that exclusive deal and all that for, for a system like that, when you literally only had like two consoles was huge because you know those consoles sold a good amount nowadays if you look at it you have xbox you have playstation you have nintendo and then if you really push into it with nintendo you have the ds which is the mobile market you have the vita which is a dying a tragic slow death i think at this point but there's a lot more consoles out on the market and the and the thing i think what's really big with this is um cost to make these games keeps going up and up and up and up to make these like huge games. So you can't do like the old days, which is like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm going to use Sony, you're gonna be my exclusive, they're only coming out on your system. 
because like you literally cut yourself out of two thirds of the market or even more of what's available out there. So it's nice to see like, oh, Microsoft paid a good chunk of money so that they got this exclusivity to eight months. But I think it's something that, like you said, it's going to continue to be just like that, where it's just going to be a certain amount of time because the, these publishers can't afford to just cut out the other main, uh, the other main uh, consoles. Like you can't. Yeah. And you see like when, when people are discussing it, like they're doing the whole console war thing, you'll see the post where someone be like, oh, well, we have this game and this game on the PlayStation. Oh, we have this game and this game on the Xbox. I think that what happens is at some point, if you're really a gamer, you're going to end up getting both anyway. So I guess, it, I guess it does work. But then you got the PC too. So it's like, oh, well, this game is only on the PC. So I guess they know what they're doing. Each side is like, hey, you know what? We're technically fighting against each other, but we're also trying to make it so they buy both. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Is like it, it goes to show you, like, a lot of the times, like, how good some of the games are. Like, my biggest example was um, The Last of Us. The Last of Us came out on the PS3. Exclusive to Sony. Why? Because it was done by an in-house developer for Sony themselves. That game, I think, is, like, ranks as probably, if not my, like, top game. Like, it's up there. It's it's easily top three or top four. But I love the game so much. Had such a great story. I played it and beat it on the PS3, traded it in, and then bought out the remastered version on the PlayStation 4 because it's such a great game. And that, like you said, it's it's that type of thing of like, how can I get these people to keep giving me money for the same kind of like game? I mean, think about all the um, Uncharted games. They literally came out with one, two, and three on the PlayStation Three. Came out with that that remastered pack that had all three games on the PS4, and then they came out with the fourth one on on the PlayStation Four. It's like how many people that had already bought one, two, and three on the PS3 bought the the remaster pack on the on the PlayStation Four? Yeah, you know? and you know. You bring up some interesting points, like when you talked about how back in the day it forced Sega to come up with their own thing. I guess that's good for innovation. Mm -hmm. um, if you have like in your in-house developers and you see that one side has a game that a lot of people like and then you develop something like it, I think that's great, even if that's exclusive. So I guess maybe my beef isn't with exclusives in general. It's more if it's a third party and they just say, you know what, I'm going to give it to you or I'm going to give it to you for X amount of time. It's like, why at that point? You know, it's not right. like it's made by Sony or made by Microsoft. It's like, what's what's the point? I think I think with that, if you look at it is two things happen. Number one builds up the hype for this new game. And then it turns into a hey, like I got a commodity that both of you guys want who's willing to pay more to have all the cool kids play it first and possibly buy one of their systems. Like that, that's, I think what, it, what, what they're doing now with it is it's more of like one of those little like baits for fishing. Like they got this thing that is going to be huge. And I think that where you look at it is that's where the double-edged sword is. You built up all this hype for this one IP. It's a third party IP. Now, am I willing to take that gamble and put my money where my mouth is and say, I want to lock you down for eight months and then does it go good? Does it go bad? Like, that's the thing is, I mean, I, I know I have, and I'm sure you have, like, how many that you can think of 
these games that build up all built up all this hype that were third party things that they had these exclusive deals and then the game came out and it just and it wasn't that great of a game and it was and it just sank that that development company i mean i i sit there and i think about that um what was it that two human that came out that they they had planned three games in the series and they were like building up this hype and blah 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 and the first game came out and everyone was like what the heck was this and it was a shame because you look at the, the the that uh that developer and their uh game before that which was that um oh that sanity game that was on the gamecube can't even remember what the title is oh no. yeah like that was their first game and that game, like I remember playing that game, and on numerous occasions, that game got me so good um, with those things that it would do when your character's sanity would like start to lose a bit. Like my <laughs> my favorite one was one where I was going around, and you walk into this room, and inside the room, it literally has you standing at the door, and there's literally two zombies within. Like literally they take two steps and they're on top of you. And all of a sudden the freaking game pops up a thing that says, please reconnect controller one. And I swear I'm sitting there. Like I come in the room, I see the zombies. I'm like, Oh, gotta run. I'm hitting back to turn around and I see this message and I almost dived at the damn GameCube. When like, I, I like look down and I realize like, wait, the controller is plugged in. And I look up at the screen and all of a sudden it did the little thing where you hear the laugh and it goes back to normal. And I'm like, Oh, I'm about to throw this game out the window. Wait, was that game Eternal Darkness? Eternal Darkness, yes, that was it. That was a game. That oh, that game. It was such a good game too, man. It's a shame they never made a sequel to that game. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's do. Okay, so since we already touched on this, uh, we'll go to who I think was second best, uh, the Big N Nintendo. Um, surprised the hell out of me with all the announcements that they did. Number one for what was coming out on the Switch as well as what's coming out on the DS. Um, what blew me away, uh, new Nintendo side or new Metroid side scroller on the DS, which looks great. Um, the fact that they're coming out with Metroid Prime 4 on the Switch is gonna yeah. be crazy. We, all we got it was a picture of the like the logo title. That's it, and people were going crazy. And people were going nuts. Um, the other thing that I've got to say, like although I had my kind of doubts of Mario Odyssey, and I had my doubts because I mean, there's people that are out there like it's a Mario game. It's going to be great. It's true, but at the same time, it's like you never know. Like, I God knows how many times have we seen that they they have huge franchises that they come out with the game, and you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Like. I think they really like put all the fears that that people had to rest with that with the gameplay and all that that they showed of the game itself. Um, I really like that whole like you can throw the hat and hit something with it and then you possess them and you become them. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I mean, it's like I I wanted to get a Switch, um, regardless because I want to get the Zelda. Um, but now it's like now seeing all these announcements for games that are coming out, it's like, okay, I, I definitely really want to do get a switch now. I think with Mario Odyssey, it kind of, at least for me, takes me back to the, when it came out on the, on the GameCube. And, oh, you uh, on N64. I'm sorry. Yeah. N64. Right. 
and um, you were like, wow, instead of bouncing around, you're here in the castle, and the castle is so huge, and there's so much to do in this castle. It's like you, you get that feeling with Mario Odyssey, and of course you had other games like Mario Galaxy and stuff where you traveled around as well, but I don't know, this just, it seems different. It seems like it's, it's going to bring back that wonder that you had back with the, with the N64. And I, and I think like the the thing that was funny is everybody thought like when they first showed that like real world world that he was in with the regular people, everyone had those like scary flashbacks of that Sonic game that was kind of the same thing. And they were like, oh, no, don't tell me they did this with Mario. And then you find out like, no, that's not the main world. That's just like one of the worlds that you visit. And then everybody went, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one where like the military was chasing after Sonic and he's like fighting military guys and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. What the it, hell? It, it was like that was the game that was like, what in the world did they do with with the Sonic franchise at that point, man? It was just like, oh god. Uh. It kind of reminded me like what happened with Resident Evil. I mean, not only the movies but the games too. It's like, I I, I understand you have to innovate, but it seemed like man in the beginning it was great the the mystery, the solving puzzles, and the shooting. It's like you had so much, and you know, of course you had. Up like a lot of people love code uh, codename Veronica. That was great too. That was a good one. But then it started getting to the point where it's like, it's it was almost just a regular shooter, mm-hmm. and it's like at this point, the monsters are just super mutated where you have to like shoot them like fifty thousand times to kill them. I I don't honestly the idea of shooting down a monster like that, to me, makes it less scary, because yeah you had monsters like I remember in the original. First, you were fighting like zombie type people and the dogs. And then when the, oh man, what are they called? The hunters, the lurkers or whatever. Oh, the hunters. Oh my God. I when they them. came out, then it was like, oh my God, I got to put a lot of bullets in this. But at the same time, it was like, well, maybe you need to run from them instead. And then in future games, it's like, well, let me just, I got a shotgun. I got a machine gun. I'm sit here shooting this thing like 50 times with bullets. It's like, it, it made it less. I was more scared in one than I ever was in, you know, four, five, six. Yeah, and, and that was the thing that I think, now that you say that, that was, re- the original Resident Evil, like for me, Resident Evil, along with like Hitman, two of my favorite, favorite franchises. And I remember um, one of the things of the original Resident Evil is I literally played through probably three quarters of the game, maybe farther than that, and like you said, you go around and you're like, oh, all these creatures, I'm going to shoot them all. And you realize like you get three quarters to the game and you're like, okay, I have a handgun with one bullet in it and a knife. Everything else I don't have ammo for. And I still have to go and kill all these zombies and kill all these hunters. And like, there's no way you could do it. Like I literally kept it repeatedly dying. And then that's when I realized, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to start from the beginning again, only this time. I'm going to be weary of what I spend my bullets on, you know, and, and that's how you learn. And like you said, like I've played essentially everything, every single Resident Evil game. And like you said, is it went from this, like, I don't know what I'm doing survival horror game to, okay, cool. It's a scary survival horror game with a good story. And then like, as it's gone, like, I honestly think one, two and one and two were, the peak of of resident evil three is when it like it had it was it was the same as one and two but the story was i think a little bit weaker than 
than one and two because it was that one where it filled in the gaps in between one and two and stuff like that. Like, I think they, they just wanted to, they did that more of a people had questions of like, well, I wonder what happened and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, this is what happened. And it was nice that it, it, it completely gave the whole story like a full circle and you understood it all. Um, and then you had Code Veronica, phenomenal game. I love that game. And then they really, I think they blew it out of the water with Resident Evil 4. Like that was a good innovation to the game. It wasn't too action-y, but at the same time, it still kept that like horror that made Resident Evil Resident Evil. And I think for them, 5 and 6, like you said, that was where it sat there and just completely switched around. Like for me, when I played Resident Evil 5, I realized, oh, number one, when you got to a certain part in the game, you literally had to do specific things, but it would continually spawn guys. So all you really had to do was, and you could trap the guys almost. So it was like, all you had to do is like keep going back and forth to have it generate guys, trap them, kill them, and then just keep doing that until it just kept giving you ammo and ammo and ammo and ammo and ammo until you were like, all right, I'm good. And then you can go on to the next section and not have to worry about dying. And it was just like, I remember playing five and six going, oh my God, they sat there and they took this way, 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 way far away from what it was. Or was it six yeah. and seven? I know it was, it was on, but, or no, it was uh, six. No, five, five and six, and six. yeah. And then I got seven once seeing that whole thing. And I was just like, oh, crap. And I, I mean, I haven't played through it. Like, it's been a while since I played it. I got to go back and play it. And like, me and my wife love playing Resident Evil games. We'll play them together. And yo, when <laughs> when you talk about like they, they brought the horror back to the game, I remember yeah. watching Twitch streamers playing Resident Evil 7 and getting to these jump scare moments. And then me playing him, and I'm like, oh, I'm in this area. It's going to happen. And still getting scared by it. Like, goes to show you how well they went back to this, like, horror thing. The, I, I, I liked it, too. Seven really brought it back to the original. I mean, you still had some enemies that you had to put way too many bullets in that just seemed a little bit too crazy. But it was, it was good from the house to the ship, whatever. I thought the story, the, the pictures... I guess the only thing that kind of like was weird was like how much damage you would take and how you heal yourself. Oh, yeah. I admit that was just so funny. It's like at one point she's like stabbing you up, chopping you up, blood's flying everywhere. And you're like, oh my God, and you pull out some like rubbing alcohol. You're like, ah. Well, that was the thing that I laughed at. I'm like, oh, it's nice to see that somebody can cut your hand off and you could just staple it back on and pour a little bit of, uh, of uh, hydrogen peroxide on it. And you're good to go. <laughs> kids don't try this at home um <laughs> uh, but that game like i really like like i haven't even gotten like i know it's supposedly go onto a ship and i've heard that's like where story-wise it, it it turns like a bit weaker um but like if there was one thing of the story of resident evil 7 that i thought was like holy crap like it looks so cool when it happens is when you would run into your wife and she'd be normal and then all of a sudden she'd like turn into that like crazy like the family and come after you. I was like, wow, they really did a good job of like, you see her personality just completely switch and go nuts and, ch and chase down after you and try and kill you and stuff. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, and then rounding out, well, I, I'll save the best for last of what I thought. 
like Microsoft, I think for consoles did the best. Nintendo second. Have to go to Sony um, as my third. Uh, got the got the bronze for the award. Um, our honorable mention because the gold medal will go to the PC gaming. I will say because hey, you know we're PC gamers and, and that's how we are. Um, Sony this year, although they did mention like some good games that are coming out. I mean, they're bringing back Crash Bandicoot, which is cool. Um, I honestly felt like it was like the weakest like press conference and everything out of all of them. Like it was really nice that they showed off like a bunch of the games and things that they're they're doing. Um, and if there is if there was one thing that got announced for PS4 that I was like finally was they're bringing Monster Hunter back home to the Sony. Yeah. Um, and I found that apparently they're they're doing a PC version of it too, which is going to be cool. Um, but they said like it, it's at, when it launches, it's only going to be PS4, and then they're they're going to be releasing the PC one at a different date. Um, even though we didn't get to see really any gameplay or anything like that, like honestly, really, 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 really cool. Um, like what they did show, which looked amazing, and that looks like it's going to be insane. I think that the problem is is Sony had such a, a good reveal of stuff in 2016 that yeah. it'd be kind of hard to top that unless they're coming out and saying, oh, I got a new console and this and that. You know, it's like, yeah. And, and there I was mean, so much released by everyone else. It's like, I, I knew that after seeing some of the other press conferences that people were going to be like, oh, okay, Sony, what do you got? Yeah. And and that was the, the thing about it is like, I I almost feel like with the big Sony Microsoft thing, like I really think Sony revealed their cards way too early on the ps4 pro like i honestly think like they probably could have put, put a little more time into it and come out with a better console um because one of the biggest things if i have to say if there's one drawback to the ps4 pro is yes you get 4k gaming but only 30 frames a second whereas the xbox one x is going to do 60 frames of, of 4k and i mean people we you know just like me they always have that argument of like, oh, it doesn't matter if it's 30 or 60 frames. Like you can tell a difference. You can honestly tell a difference between 30 frames and 60 frames. Like, especially like if you coming from a PC gaming point of view, you can tell the difference. Like you can tell when you're, when your game is running closer to 30 frames than when it's going 60. Like, um, but like there, there were little, little things here and there. Like I, I like that they showed more kingdom hearts three, which was really, really nice. Um, that's a game that honestly, like you can't go wrong with that with those games. Um, Kingdom Hearts has always been like a really big um, showing for that. Um, I'm trying to think what else I like. Yeah, on the the Xbox, some of the games that are going to be coming out. Well, of course, Forza. I mean, every, you know, it, it's weird because that seems like the kind of game that you get show off the graphics and then stop playing unless mm -hmm. you're really into racing or really into like cars. Um, but I mean, I'm looking through the list. Oh, the, the Minecraft 4k, that was also cool. I mean, a lot of people still mm -hmm. love Minecraft. It's still going strong. Um, some of these other titles, like I haven't researched like all these games, but I'm just looking through some of them. I'm like, okay, it could be decent. I mean, it, it, there's nothing out there, at least for me, that's like, oh my God, it's, yeah, it's going to be I mean, awesome. It's like the same thing, like with the star Wars battlefront too. It's like, the only thing that was really interesting to me is like they're saying all the content that comes out is going to be free. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't I don't know if that's if that means like I mean any of was... the maps or patches or I I don't see them giving up DLC. <laughs> now the the like yeah so that was that was my big thing was like they showed off the DLC for uh for Uncharted which looked good. Now if there was one game that I will say like now we got to see a little bit more of it and it looked interesting um was Days Gone. That game is starting to look interesting to me. Um, especially with what they showed where you could sit there and sneak around and you could see a horde of those like zombie creatures or whatever the heck they are and then go around and like create a noise, like a lot of noise and they'll come over and they'll like go through a, a, a an encampment of, of other survivors and stuff. Like that was really interesting in how they, they showed that off. But that's that's the one that's caught my eye at least the most from Sony. Something else that was interesting was uh, Anthem. That's the RPG oh, game coming out yes, from Bioware. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while and it's cool because I was looking at the gameplay trailer and it kind of gives you that feel of like a shooter, but you still have that exploration uh, factor yeah. into it. So yeah, that, that looks like cool. it'll be interesting as well. Um, the other big thing that I will say, uh, actually, well, I'll, I'll bring it up in the PC one. Um, but anyways, but yeah, so. For me, my my top thing had to be in um, what they showed off for the PC stuff. Now, uh, one of the things that I will say, uh, definitely, 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 uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Holy crap! Um, it finally looks like this is gonna be the game that everybody wanted with the first Battlefront. Yeah. Um, like that for me, like just watching the gameplay and, and seeing what they, they put out there, like it looks crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, just the idea, like what you were talking about before, how you could be fighting on the ground and then you want to be able to actually go into space, fight. You see a, a plane come down and crash on the ground that was fighting in space. I mean, that's the kind of war that we should have by now. Because I remember yeah. playing Planet Side, and you oh, would yeah. have those big battles and you'd have things flying around. It's it's time that we really have that kind of a full warfare type battle going on, especially in, in, in the Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah, I like the fact that like they changed, like now you have classes. Um, they changed the way that the heroes work, um, which that was like the only thing I remember in the first battlefield or battlefront that it was like, okay, I see what you kind of like did where it was like a pickup, but then at the same time it was like, eh. Like it wasn't anything really cool. Uh, I mean, although it, it quickly became like when when at first you'd, you'd sit there and be playing and all of a sudden you'd hear that Lord Vader has appeared on the battlefield and you'd be like, oh, crap. And then it turned into the Lord Vader's on the battlefield. Okay, everybody aim your guns at Vader. And it was just like you would get bombarded with laser fire and you'd last a whole 20 seconds and you were done. Like you couldn't even do anything. Yeah. Um, but like what they showed looked, looked really, 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 really interesting. Um, the other thing that I will have to say, what they showed off, which looked cool, um, they showed off Fortnite, which looked pretty cool. And I have heard from people, they say like, oh, it's like seven days to die, only a little bit different. Like one of the things that I saw with Fortnite that I thought was really cool is I like the fact that you go through and you collect your 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 resources but at the same time every so often these the, the zombies show up 
But then the fact that when they're pushing at night and they start destroying your walls and all that, how you could literally go and then rebuild the walls while they're still pushing. I thought was really cool. Um, and I like how they, they set it up where you could you could build it how you want it. So you could build a, a, a fort that has like a ton of sniper tires and you just start sniping all the guys. So you could just put a ton of traps. You know, like they really thought this out and it looks like they took the Gears of War horde mode, which was super fun to play, and then just changed the creatures in it and then just made it like, okay, cool. You can even put better, even more defenses than you could have in like the Gears of War. Um, I think they're going to have a hit with that one right there. Um, and the other thing that I will say that like being, being a person that plays it pretty much all the time, the announcements and what they showed off for PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds looks crazy, the vaulting uh, stuff that they showed. Now, my only big thing that I, I will say of this Number one, they showed off the vaulting stuff. Number two, they showed off a new SMG that you could, that's going to use 7.62 ammunition, which is going to be cool. My only concern with the vaulting, A, great that they're going to put that in. Only thing that I had heard grumblings of was apparently early on they were talking about that they wanted to do the vaulting system, but then put the jumping system in. And that once they implement the vaulting system in, they're going to remove jumping. Which, for me... I don't think they should remove the jumping because I tend to right now will use the jumping if I'm on one of those three-story buildings that has a roof to basically jump off the roof onto the balcony of, um, from the second floor and then down off the hood. It's a quick way to get off a building. And in case you're trying, you know, people are trying to pinch you or they're coming up into the building, you can escape and try and get away. If they remove the jumping, I think it's going to hurt the game more than than anything and i would love to see if, if you could attempt to bolt a vehicle if somebody's trying to run you over and see what like some of the funny results of like somebody trying to bolt and getting nailed by the windshield and getting launched 90 feet into the air or whatever that makes some good compilation videos oh dude i i think one of my favorite uh things that i've seen that's hilarious that uh was a a video of these streamer where they were literally it was a, a full four squad each of them had their own vehicles and it was three of the of the jeeps and one guy had the little sedan and they were just driving around like they're trying to like just going around because the circle was coming in they wanted to see where it was going to go before they all drove off and then they're driving around, they're going full speed, and one of the Jeeps rams the little sedan, and, yo, this sedan launches a 1,000 feet into the air. <laughs> and it was so funny because the streamer was like, oh, my God, I'm launched a 1,000 feet in the air. He's like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm going to die. And literally this thing drops, hits the ground. He only loses a quarter of his life, and he's like, no, I'm good. It does like <laughs> a couple barrel rolls and then lands on its roof. And he's like, oh, I wonder if we could we could flip it. So these guys start taking turns driving this Jeep and ramming it into the, the sedan to see if they could just get it to roll over. When they finally make a like good contact with it, it ended up launching it up into the air, like a good 30 feet above the ground. It spun it slowly over, and he ended up crashing the thing down. And literally from the impact, it lit on fire. And he's like, oh, my God, it's on fire. And he had to jump out of the car before it blew up. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so hilarious. Um, but uh, 
other than that, like the fact that they're bringing Monster Hunter to PC, I may be that person that I will buy it for PS4 and then buy it again on PC. Um, and it looks interesting enough that it, it almost seems like they're going more MMO-ish on it. Um, but it's going to be an interesting thing this year for E3, like at least what yeah. I saw. Like, and, you know, some stuff, of the games but... I was looking at, you know, like Evil Within 2, uh, the new oh, yeah. Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, and even Age of Empires. I haven't played that in a little while, yeah. but, you know, I really like that, uh, you know, the company, the game. So it's cool to see that uh, going, keep going. And then XCOM 2, a new yeah. DLC for XCOM 2. So Yeah, the, uh, the uh, what you call it, the new Wolfenstein game was a surprise. Um like I have, I have the 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 New Order one, and that one's a pretty fun game. Um, but yeah, Age of Empires is gonna be interesting to see. Like it's it was so much stuff. Like I know we missed out on a lot of stuff, but it was so much. Like <laughs> there was way too much stuff, as always. Um, the one thing that surprised me that didn't make a uh, an appearance was uh, Death Stranding. Um, didn't they didn't go over that? And interestingly enough, Konami didn't show off any more of their uh, resident or their uh, Metal Gear Solid zombie survival horror one as well, which is interesting. Um, that's that's gonna be one of those like it's I laugh at reading these articles of like Hideo Kojima and their interview him, and you know, t like more and more stuff keeps coming out about Konami and. The fact that he's like, I had nothing to do with that. And, and, and he's basically just saying, like, when that thing sucks, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, also missing Red Dead uh, Redemption oh, 2. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. Surprise. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see more info come out later for that. Because, you know, they're going to... The, the hype chain's already building for that one right now. You know. And right now, everybody's doing the whole, like, they need to come out with that game on PC. Like, they haven't even come out with the original one on PC yet. Yeah, right. Which that was Bastards. a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Um, but yeah, dude. That's that's what I got for, for my E3 uh input. Do uh, you have anything else to add, my friend? Um honestly, I pretty much agree with everything else that that you said. I mean, obviously there's some other games that I'm not like crazy about, like the new like a friend of ours loves uh FIFA. So the new FIFA eighteen, of course another Madden. Uh, need for speed, things like that. Uh, but most of those games that you that you mentioned, it's the same one. Um, I'm really interested to see what's going to be happening with the Switch because, yeah, at first I was the same kind of person. I, I never got into the Wii because I just knew I wouldn't like it. Like when so many people were talking about how you could buy old Nintendo games for the, for the Wii, that pretty <laughs> much told me everything I wanted to know. Uh, same thing with the Wii U, but man, I, I've, I've played and I've seen like Zelda, I've played the Mario Kart, and it's a lot of fun. So I'm really interested to see what else happens with the Switch because at this point, I mean, I haven't bought a console in years. Let me just put it like this. Mm -hmm. Xbox 360 was the last thing I bought. I don't own an Xbox One. I don't own a PS4. Now, yes, I have friends that do and I go and play it there, but I've never just felt the need to get it, especially being a PC gamer. Mm -hmm. But with the Switch, you know, I mean, if there's a little deal or a bundle, I'll probably pick it up. I, I think what what is is got going for the Switch is the fact that a you have a home console and a portable console at the same time, 
you know so i think that's that's what makes the the switch so appealing and i will and now i just realize as as the final thing i want to bring up which it was it was <laughs> oh you guys will understand when i say it. the wtf moment of the of the whole e3 if i will say do yourself a favor sit down for i think it's an hour an hour and a half and watch the devolver digital presentation it is the the one thing that you will start watching and about 15 20 minutes into it you're going to be like what am i watching because i don't know if you saw it but oh my god it is from the moment where they had the the woman up on stage and start talking and then she starts repeating her words and literally starts bleeding out of her nose and i'm telling you you have to see it you have to see it you will sit there and watch it and be like what did i just watch because it is so like strange and goes off on this like tangent but it is the best presentation of that of that show because I, and and it was cool because they did show off like a bunch of their their stuff that they're coming out with and it is i could see it in your the reflections in your glasses i could see you looking it up right now it is, it is hilarious dude hilarious definitely the biggest wtf moments of e3 uh i will i will say this cringeworthiest moment had to go to e3 at them getting all these like streamers and uh youtube personalities to do their presentation um and it was the weirdest thing ever like the most cringe worthy like you could tell these guys are reading a script moments at e3 um oh my god <laughs> yeah i saw you get to that point where like you see the screen flicker and everything. like i'm telling you you're gonna watch that and you'll be like what in the world did i just finish watching um i, I it's funny because when i put that in the search I'm looking at that and you just see a long list and you see pictures of the, of the lady and all types yeah. of memes and stuff. And then oh, yeah. at the bottom of the, of the first page for Google, it says De uh, devolver digital cancels. It's E3 indie picnic events. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so funny. Oh my God. They're the ones that were behind general jousting. Yeah. Wow, that's some crossover from you don't get the show right there. Yeah, exactly. But it is it is so funny because like I said, it is it just starts going off on this like tangent and you're wondering where is this going? But it is so great. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was great, man. Oh man, well at least we got the, the second show wrapped up and ready to go. That's right. Yeah, baby. All right. And well, that, that's what we have for you guys. If you guys have any other games uh, that you guys like from E3, uh, definitely put them down in the comments. Um, we'll be back as soon as we can. Like I said, hopefully life will not get in the way too much for us. And we can do these on a more regular schedule. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, keep those comments coming. Keep the views coming. We'd love to hear your guys' feedback. But yeah, until then, Get out there and keep playing them games, guys. Peace. Thanks for watching. Peace.